for more than 20 years, I saw that power and, and money. So in the end, I wanted it. And maybe it was the, the worst mistakes I did in my life. What happened when you guys got shot? How did it go down exactly? Ten men, you know, dressed up as police officers. They killed my three bodyguards downstairs with silencer. You know, it went for my head and the shots went down. So I have one here, one here, and then in my body and in my legs. Ten seconds of glory has been more than 30 years of suffering. You make a mistake, you get walked into a room by your best friend, you don't walk out again. When you have revenge in your heart, you might as well dig two graves, one for you, one for them. Power is, is uh, it's like you put 100 shots of heroin in, in your system because you believe you're invincible. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millennials Choice Show. I'm here with my brother, Danny Ablican. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Danny? Nice to see you. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> um, we got a special guest today. A lot of you guys are fans of, you know, the narco show that's on Netflix. We're going to hear a completely different side from that. You know, obviously, Netflix, they, pr they produce content. We're producing content. And we got a very special guest in the house today. So I want to introduce to you guys... He is the son of Miguel Rodriguez, who was one of the bosses of the Cali cartel. And when the brothers and Miguel went to prison, this gentleman here took over the actual Cali cartel. So I want to introduce to you guys and welcome to the show, William Rodriguez Abadia. He is the son of Miguel Rodriguez. William, welcome to the show. Hey, Danny and Matt. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah, that's my story. You know, I'm I'm the I'm a lawyer, and and, and I'm the son of uh, Miguel Rodriguez Orejuela, and my uncle was Gilberto. They were the founders of this organization that ruled the uh, narco traffic world in the 80s and the 90s. And yes, I became like the street boss for my father and. 95 when he went to prison that's awesome and it's like you know we we want to really get into it and we always ask our guests the the first question we want to know is tell us about your childhood tell us about your upbringing what was it like to be the son of a boss of, of this cartel and and did you know what like how early did you know that your father was this figure was you know my my childhood was very traumatic because you know I, I come from a diffusionary uh, house because my father and mother didn't get uh, well very good so you know and when I was five my mother took a drastic decision and took me to Chicago and I didn't see my father for more than five years you know and when I when uh, pues, I don't have a lot of members of my father in those days because he was always absent. But the only one I have is when he took me the last time I saw him when I was a kid to eat ice creams and then I never saw him for more than six years. He was a in those days a normal person, but when I I came I came back like in seventy-eight and now my father was a, a very important man in Cali. He was a because you know the dif the difference between let's say the two most known cartels Medellin and Cali is that we were in this business for making money you know and that's that was the main issue at first so my my uncle and father were 
dealing with drugs to make a lot of money so they can invest in a, in big companies. So he was he was a prosperous you know businessman in Cali, and that's that's what I knew about him when I was 13 years old. And life was normal because I didn't see a lot of people around him. You know, he was like a normal guy who has money. You know, he only had a chauffeur going around. But in 84, when my father, my uncle was captured in Spain, that's when everybody found out, even us, that who they were in, in drug trafficking. And that's when life changes, no? Because now everybody's looking at you differently, no? Because I was like a normal kid in those days. When you found out, I think you said when you were 13, you know, when your uncle got No, arrested. no, I found out when I was like 18, you know. Okay. Because they, 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 hid it, they, they hid it very good, you know, and nobody knew because they were prospered, you know, businessmen. You know, they had uh, big companies, banks, and we have one of the biggest pharmacy companies in Colombia. So, wow. you know, they soccer, hide it too. Soccer teams. Yeah, we had a soccer team too. So, you know, <laughs> we were like like normal rich kids, no? They live in, in, in Cali and, and we didn't see a lot of people around them. We didn't have bodyguards. We were, you know, normal people. Okay, so they're invested in legitimate businesses. So when you found out when you were 18 years old, what was going on through your head? Was it, wow, I need to go back to Cali and I want to go and uh, be with my dad and, and get into the family business? Like, what no, 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 I mean, no, no. At first, you know, because my father and uncle, we, they, they decided that they didn't want to involve us at first, you know, because they... they in the end, they wanted to get legit in a moment in in their and when what they were doing, so they were preparing us, you know, in, in the best universities in the world, so we can, you know, later on be successful businessmen because we had a a, a very successful uh, emporium, economic emporium, and legally that's what we believe in in, in Colombia, so. And when that happened, you know, it was very hard for us because we feel at first like betrayed because we did, we didn't know anything. But in the end, it was our family, you know, and and we were treated good, and we had everything we wanted if we studied. And it was it was my father, it was my uncle, it was suffering all those that that moment that situ bad situation. So that made our family most closely. But at first it was a, a chuck, chucking because, you know, people started watching, seeing you in different, no? like, you mm -hmm. know, talking in your back. So, it, oh, I don't know, it was mentally, I don't know, you know, but but everything changes, changed a little bit. But in the end, it was my family and I, I couldn't leave them. I, I have to be by their side. So do you have, you know, any other cousins and things like that from, from your uncle? Yeah, no, uh, my yeah. family is a very big one. You know, my, 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 my uncle had like, seven uh, kids and my father has like eight so you know we're a big family and they had they had three brothers more and uh, two sisters three sisters and one brother more so that it's a very big uh, family big family and uh with respects to the prime of the cartel call it how much money were they bringing in every week or or every month from from the drug business, but in those days I cannot tell you. But you know, in eighty, when when my my uncle was in prison, my dad, you know, obtained something incredible. He he spent a fortune in corruption in Spain and obtained bringing my father from Spain to Colombia because in those days United States wanted him because he already had some indictments in in America. So 
what I know is in, in when my uncle came out in 88, it was like the most prospered moment of the Cali cartel. They had like 100 million each one in, in cash. They had a lot of money in the banks. And, and we had uh, companies that were a lot of money. So, But this is like the, the godfather, no? When really you want to get legit, something comes in, uh, in, 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 in a scenario. And then Escobar came out, you know, came against us. So life changes when that happens because, you know, you have to change your values to fight a monster like Escobar. Wow. So it, from what you're telling us, William, it sounds like they were very organized. They were very family oriented and they had this desire and this goal and plan to go legit um, with all the businesses that they were investing in. But we don't really... Uh, I don't think we see too much of that in the shows, like in Narcos and things like that. So, and I know um, there, there's you had a, you had a problem with Netflix, I think, right? And yeah, I'm suing, I'm suing, I'm, su I'm, I'm suing Netflix uh, for you know all that that bad information they put out there. Uh, if you see Narcos three, you know I'm a lawyer. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a. I'm not a, I'm not my father's hitman. You know, he didn't need, need me for that. He had a lot of people around him for that. So he he didn't raise me to be that. So, you know, that show wasted, you know, a, a, a good story to tell, you know, because because they took the violent part that it did exist because, you know, we we were we were we went in a war against Escobar and 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 like I told you, if if you fight against the guy, you have to be in the level of this guy, or, or he will wipe you out. You know, so I believe mm, there was, like you say, we, we and I told you before, uh, our goal in this kind of business was making money. Uh, so you know, we, we didn't care about if if, if Danny or Matt are doing money, we don't care. We're, we're doing our stuff. Don't mess with us. We don't get in, in your in your way. You don't get in our way. That, that's the way we live our life. And and but then we had this problem with Escobar, and every everything changed because values, you know, are 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 now different because you know you have to fight this guy, you have to be in the level of what this guy you know is capable to do, and you know this guy blew up plane with a hundred seven people on board. You you imagine? Uh, it's a miracle where that I'm talking here to you guys. So when you mention uh, Escobar, obviously that's like the a very well known figure. What what was the what was the reason behind the conflict? Was it just territory or like when did you guys realize like this guy's a real no threat? no look, look look the problem with Escobar is it's not about because you know this they make uh, the, the movies make all this stuff of uh, you know that you run the eighty percent of the market that's that's sorry that's that's not the truth because there were so many people I can. If I wanted, I can tell you 20 people that were involved that, that, that were sending the, the same amounts of drugs uh, to the United States in those days. You know, uh, nobody controlled 80%. Nobody controlled the market. The fight was because this guy decided to go and war against state, to, against the state. And, you know, he, he done a wave of violence. And he wanted to help him, no? They wanna, he wanted us to join him and spend money uh, on his side. And, and, it, it, that's, that's the way we saw that we saw you know our our beliefs were that we we could do it to corruption you know he wanted violence we did it to corruption that was the main difference between us and we didn't get in the game so he felt betrayed by us and and then he you know 
decided to target us. So I guess your father and your uncles were of the opinion, like low key in terms of the drug business, of course, and no heat. We don't want heat. Violence brings heat to the organization. So let's just pay these people off and we'll get what we want. That was kind of the approach. Yeah, that's what we told the guy, you know, because they made a, my father met, met with the guy a few times and he told him, no, you fight your war. We'll fight ours our way. Don't worry. At the end was the same thing because, you know, in the end, we we're, were trying to bribe politicians to get the, the laws that we wanted, you know, to be able to continue being out there. No? And this guy wanted to, you know, he, he, he went in a vintage against uh, uh, Colombia is a, is a country that that is run for by 10 families, you know, and they've been in power for more than 100 years. And Escobar made a big mistake in 92. He decided to go in politics. And these guys, you know, if you start stepping on their feet, they're going to leash their dogs and go for you. So that's what happened to Escobar. But this guy, you know, ego was so big and he, he decided he's going to put these families in her knees and he started a uh, uh, violence that, you know, Colombia suffered in 80 and 90 was, you know, incredible. The way this guy, you know, killed a lot of politicians. He kidnapped a lot of people close to these families and, and he put bombs everywhere. So, so that's the way the guy achieved most of the gold, you know, because he did it. He put it, he put those families in, in their knees in the 90s, starting the 90s. But in the end, Eagle, you know, betrayed him again. And, and when he was in jail, he made, I, I believe, he his worst mistake. He killed two his most close, closely allies to rob them 20 million for them. And then everybody, you know, took the back on, on him and went to Cali and joined us. And they, those, those people knew the way he operated. And, and then he was dead in a, in a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, there is no way he could continue going the way he was going um, very recklessly in that way, right? And I just wanted to circle back, William. So you said you're suing Netflix. Um, how has that been so far? Are you like, did you guys start the process or are you guys just getting everything together? Because that sounds no, like I'm, it's going to be I'm, a I'm, tough I already fight. started in, but, but I'm doing it in a, another country in South, in South America because in Colombia I cannot do it because, you know, uh, Rodriguez will never win nothing in Colombia because they're always going to say that I bribed the, the, the judge, right? Mm -hmm. And here in, in the United States, it was very difficult to get somebody on board because uh, lawyers are too expensive. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went to Paraguay and, uh, and I got a, a lawyer over there and, and we already presented a... Uh, you know, the sue against them. Mm. And, but it's not about the image. It's about, you know, they they took a part of my of, of my story from my book and they and they made a series, you know, about that. So uh, we're we're trying to fight that and we're just starting, but I hope we can, you know, make make this happen because, you know, I, I believe they didn't need to steal our story because our they made so much money that if they, you know, give us some rights, we have done it, and we did it. We would have done it better because in the end, you you have to show the rise, but you have to show the the fall because that's the way this this thing works. You no, know? you have the rise, but you're gonna fall. I'm still falling because when you see family cause to you suffer, this is hurts you, right? So, 
So that's the way it should be run this this type of of, of you know uh, series. But in the end, if you see Narcos, there's nine and a half chapters glorifying this activity, and the last one, oh yeah, they were captured. So you know, so I believe you have to be a, a little more critical when you talk about this type of lifestyle. Yeah, and maybe give the full story, right? And even show, like you're saying, uh, what happens after, not just a little part of it, right? Mm -hmm. So the biggest beef is, uh, I would like you would say is uh, number one, they they took part of my story, and and there there was no compensation involved there, or no permission given from from a family member who was directly involved. But number two, it was also portrayed incorrectly and and obviously more dramatic than it needed to be just for the purposes of getting viewers that's really that's the main beef there yeah that's that's yeah. the main the main stuff you know because our, our our life doesn't need you know to invent nothing fiction or nothing because it was it's been an adventure and i believe they lost a lot of good parts of this story whether you can you know show different points of view corruption that the way it happens in our country and they went for the easy part, no? Like the the violent, uh, the the last like the last two years of of the Cali cartel. And I believe this is a story of more than forty years. Wow, that's interesting. Hopefully, you know, obviously everything goes well. Hopefully, you guys are able to get something uh, for all your efforts and for your family. So uh, yeah. it's interesting. It, it, it's not it's, it's not only about about the money, you know, because. Money comes and goes, but in in the end is is you know like they're doing this to a lot of people. You know they're taking they're taking the life of people and doing whatever they want because they they hide uh, through that they this this is the, how how I don't know how you say it in in English. You know it's like free free press like media. Yeah, free press and all yeah. that. You know, so I believe it's not that way because you cannot come. And destroy the person because if you see the 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 character in 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 Narcos Three, they started six months earlier, saying that this guy was gonna be William Rodriguez in the series. And if you see that guy, that guy is a maniac. You know, he wants to kill everybody. Everybody. Wow. And, and that's not who you were. And that's not who I am. And, and in the end, when this is done, they made a, a little article in a, in a newspaper saying, oh, no, that's not William Rodriguez. This was a guy invented. But they already had, you know, with my name, six months after, you say, you know, they say they didn't do it, but it was out there in the media. Somebody had to say it. So, you know, yeah. so they destroyed, you know, my image because I didn't do those parts, you know. I, 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 when I, I paid for for the things I uh, I done, you know, I went to prison for that, and uh, and and now I don't. But you cannot tell those bad stuff or people if they didn't do it, because you know it would hurt your family. My what what you think my daughters was do? They, they didn't even they haven't even been able to watch that series, you know. Be and it, even. For authorities, you know, they say, "Who, who this guy? What this guy really? That man?" And 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 in Colombia, it's crazy. People believe that, and people are scared about me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of tarnishing your reputation and your legacy, right, for your family and for yeah. uh, even yeah, back because... home, like you're saying, which is not right, of course. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to get into all that and talk about your family today and, and, you know, how these things got, you know, impacted your family. But uh, just just let's go back a, a little bit. So your father, 
and your uncles, they go to prison. And then now you're made in charge. Like who made that decision to to put you in that seat as boss, in that role as boss? And like I told you, my father didn't want me to get involved. But when my father was, you know, when when Escobar died, then they they became nobody. In the end, nobody won that war, you know, because Escobar was dead. But then my father became the number one you know, target for the American authorities. And and he, I believe he should have surrendered when that happened. But, you know, ego is, is, a, is a bad enemy you have in, inside of you. And he believed he was untouchable and nobody is untouchable, you know. And in, in two years he was in prison and the Cali cartel was almost destroyed. Everybody was running or in jail. So he called me. He was captured, and uh, three days after, he called me and told me, hey, uh, uh, son, I need you. So I went and talked to him, and he told me, it's, it's, uh, I didn't want this life for you, but I need you now. I need you to help me uh, in in my defense and the corruption, uh, because there are going to be a lot of projects that the American are gonna, trying to push on Congress, and I need you to be on top of that and run my money. So, you know, everybody in the end, is their mind as built where you're born, right? The the surrounded that where you're born is where your mind is, is built. And for all that, where I remember for more than 20 years, I saw that power and, and money. So in the end, I wanted it. And 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 he gave me that opportunity, I took it. And maybe it was the, the worst mistakes I did in my life, but in the end, I, I didn't care because I wanted to help my dad I wanted him to see me what I was worth, and and I started that, and and then I started, you know, changing because when you touch power, things, you know, is uh, is very complicated. You know, power is is uh, it's like you put a hundred shots of heroin in in your system because you know you believe you're you're invincible, and then you start changing and start losing what really is. It's valuable. You know, I was almost losing my wife, my kid, because I didn't care about anything. I only care about power. So just just out of curiosity, when you're paying off, you know, these politicians, like what, what does a payout look like to pay off one of these politicians to get what you want? Roughly? Well, let me tell you, let, let's make an example of Congress. You know, when I used to run Congress in Colombia, I already I told this before. Nobody believes it, that that. There are, tri- there are three types of politicians. One that's worth $5,000. That's the one I only want for the vote. I want his vote, yeah, to vote something. The other one is worth like 25000 And those days, no, because he's the guy who has like 10 or, or 15 guys that follow him. And the other one is, the most expensive one is the guy who knows how to talk, you know, how to convince people. It's worth like two hundred thousand dollars. So that's that's like an example that how how it used to work in those days. How you know and and number. I think the most crazy thing I did in my life is go to Congress with a with a with a with a load of uh, five hundred thousand dollars and in there start bribing congressmen. So so that's crazy. You know, this was a crazy lifestyle. So you went shopping for congressmen that day. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> you know, the other thing is when you when we watch these shows, it's the congressman or like, you know, the president or whoever's involved in the corruption is usually really scared of the, the trafficker. Is is that really the case or is it more like 
there's there's that mutual respect fine line you don't cross or what what is it like really the the problem is that you know we were we were different no 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 uh, drug dealer is different and better than another one but you know we run things differently you know and so I believe they the politicians were more scared of Escobar because they know they were gonna get killed with us you know they knew that in the end we're not going to do anything and sometimes that's why they betrayed us because you know we were too respectable for 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 that we believe loyalty of those guys loyalty sorry loyalty yeah loyalty yeah so before we move any further um you get there was an assassination attempt on your life and you got shot eight times and you survived but your friends and and your security guard died there was a total of four people at your at your table i believe correct me if i'm wrong um but was this during when you were when you were a boss or exactly when was this yeah this when i was a boss because i was i was like the head of the politician part so i had a lot of power so there was another organization that was coming up there was the north valley cartel and man i don't understand why people want to be number one uh, in this time of business you know they want the the spotlight and and these guys you know saw us as a threat and and so i was sitting down with one of the our men who ran the street in cali and he was there with me and two of my my best friends were sitting with me and outside there were three bodyguards so six people died that day you know and god decided that i was the one who was had to survive it was very difficult because you know the most one of the most hard things in my life was going out to those mothers and tell them that you know i'm so sorry because i believe they saw they believe that they were killed because of me right so you know mm -hmm. it was a very traumatic uh, moment in my life what happened um like when you guys got shot was it a drive-by or like how did it go down exactly we were in a restaurant and, and having you know having lunch there and and this guy followed us there and and it was a, like 10 men you know dressed up of, of police officers and they killed my three bodyguards downstairs with silencer and we didn't hear nothing and then four came in and we were finishing our lunch and and you know something something was crazy that day you know i felt something strange and i called my wife and say hey love how are you i love you like i was saying goodbye to her right because in the end i should die i i should have died that day you know i i lost more than a half of my blood in my system but like I told you before, God decided that he wanted me to live. So, you know, that's why, you know, it was something crazy. I don't know why he saved me. Uh, and and I'm a miracle of God. Why, why, do you think, why do you think he saved you? I don't know. Maybe he wants me to give a different message that is out there. No? That's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to tell kids that this is not the answer and this is not the way. I know it's very difficult. There's not a lot of opportunities out there. and But in the end, this lifestyle, like I told you, I, I, I say this, not for 10 seconds of glory, it's been more than 30 years of suffering. So I want to tell this story. and It's about them, no? It's about them, what they want to do. And because I'm nobody to tell you, hey, Ma Matthews, do this. Or Danny, do that. No, it's, 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 it's on you. 
life's about decision, good, bad. If you make bad ones, you know you're gonna have consequences, and in the end, it's gonna catch get to you. And 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 I, I'm unfortunately the tsunami. I survive it, no. Some people wouldn't don't don't survive, and 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 so it's about your decisions to change your attitude against life huh? through life. Yeah, for sure. And I was gonna ask. So when they shot you guys and shot you, did they think you were dead and they just left? Yeah, no. Or... I, you know, I I played dead. Uh, I saw when they one of my friends tried to get up and they shot him again. So I played dead and waited for the guys to to leave. I tried to get up uh, my knee. I got a shot in my knee. I couldn't. I I couldn't walk. So then uh, people. You helped me, and and then they took me to the hospital. So I heard from one of your interviews, you were mentioning that when the ambulance got there, they took one of your uh, either the security guard or your friend who was shot in the head. They they thought he was he was no, still the, the, alive. Yeah, the, 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 there was like a like a service there. They called Emmy. There was like ambulance. They were around uh, the city, and if there was an emergency, you have to have a you know like you you have to have a card. And I didn't have that, so the guy came in, and the the politic was that the the guy who was more in uh, hurt that's the one to take us. So I called the guy and say, "Hey, take us both because I I can survive because this guy had a a shot in in his head." I, I, I'm not saying that don't take him. I can go with you. So I got upset and and got this guy to tell, "Hey, man, I can survive." So they put him in in the in the in the ambulance and I, uh, and I, and they put me in there, but you know, in ambulance, they had like seats around. I went, I went there and, and, the, and that seat. And, and I believe that was that same because if I stay more, I would die there. Oh, William, I was going to say, you survive eight shots, this assassination attempt, everybody around you dies. Then the ambulance gets there and they know they're not willing to take <laughs> you. They want to take the other guy. Can you imagine you were left behind? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I, I couldn't go. I, I couldn't be left behind, my friend. Uh, you know, I was survival, and 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 you know, and that when I they took me there to the to the emergency room, and and then they put me in 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 surgery. I was five five hours, you know, fighting for my life. And the first thing when I wake up, the first thing I ask my my wife that she was by by my side is what happened with Fernando. The guy's name was Fernando, and she told me he was dead. So I feel you know very 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 sad you know because he was one of my men and he died for me. Yeah. So oh. just just one more thing, Danny. Yeah. So when you guys you saw them the assassinate assa people who tried to assassinate you they were dressed up as all of them were dressed up as police officers ten of them no no they had the badges badges oh okay police badges you know they were you know so so that yeah no you know what say me that when the guy came for me I I you know I I tried to get up and the guy you know he was for my head and the shots went down so I I, I have one here one here. And then in my body and in my legs, and that's what saved me. And then when you finally get to the hospital, you're in surgery, but you know you're obviously your life is still under. There's threat because if they know you're alive, they're gonna come yeah, to the but, hospital, right? But you know that, that and immediately, immediately, um, 
my family sent a lot of people to the hospital. You know? It was crazy because when I was recovering from from this, I was like a month in the hospital. You know, they wanted to throw me out because there were like there were like twenty police guys there and like thirty bodyguards. So there were like fifty people all around that that clinic and the hospital, and and people, you know, started complaining and they were gonna throw me out. And and the guy who who saved my life was a very you know big doctor there, and he he, he had like fifty patients a month, and he told me if you throw him out, I'll I'll take my my. 50 patients and go to another clinic. So, you know, that's, that's crazy stories that, that really happened. Wow. It's good. The yeah. doctor was there to at least have your back and support you. Right. So that the hospital. Yeah. He was a very, you, you know, he was, when I saw that guy, I remember I saw him after that, like three times. And uh, when I saw him, it was like seeing God, you know, I went to the, I'm not so emotional, but I went to the guy and hugged him everywhere I saw him because that guy saved my life. For sure, definitely. And after that, when that happened, was the were those guys that shot you still looking for you? Like, or did they think you were dead? Yeah. Like, what'd you guys do about that? No, you, the, 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 you know, the advantage of this is that I survived. Because if I wouldn't survive, maybe there wouldn't be peace because you know, my father will, you know, going to war. But the first thing, the second thing that I said. Because immediately when I wake up, wake, I wake up, my dad calls my 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 wife, and then he asks me how I am, and I tell you, hey, father, because I knew what's going on because I was in the street. I knew these guys now run the police, so it was it was it was a you know a suicide to go and fight against. And so I told my father, hey, father, I'm alive. Think 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 about the family because we were a lot of. You know what I told you before. There, there were a lot of people that were not bandits. You know, there were people, uh, business people. You know, my cousins, my brothers, so people that didn't know, you know, how to handle the street. So in the end, there'll be a massacre against us. So uh, the the best thing is in the moments was you know, make peace. And my father heard me, and 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 he did. He they, those people went to prison. They they tell something that they they think that I believe that, that they know they didn't know I was there. They they were going for the other guy. I told you the guy who ran the people in the street. But in the end, they knew I was there because they were following us from from a place that that they knew I was there. So when you when they make peace, they go to jail, and then your father gives up the territory. Is that kind of how it works? No, they they made the peace. They made some arrangements uh, between them, and and things started to you know look like normal. But you know it was very difficult in those days because I I found out what fear was. So I, every day you know when I went to the street, I was you uh, gambling my life, uh, or uh, I'm gonna get killed by this maniac, or I'm gonna you know or I'm gonna go to prison. So that was a very scary you know moments of my life. Those. From '96 until '2002, that I have to go in hiding for more than four years. I believe it was a very stressful uh, era, uh, days in my life. And when did you like go to jail? And what were the charges for? And and how long were you in, in jail? But look, when this is crazy, you know, when when I was shot, like a month later, they put the first indictment here in the United States. A witness said that I, I was the the new 
guy in charge. And but in those days there were no extradition, so I was safe. I so I wanted to fly away. I wanted to go to Argentina and live there because I knew what I told you before was gonna happen with me. I well, maybe they were I'm gonna get killed. But then I get this extradition order against me, and I, and I, if I put a foot out of Colombia, I'll be put in prison again. And so, so now I'm trapped, you know. And but I knew that that sooner or later they're gonna put that extradition again. So in '97, they put a tradition again, and for things. Not it, you, you, they cannot send you over here for things from the past. So I was safe, but I knew. In those days, they're gonna they're gonna put some charges on me, you know. So in five years, I was charged again, but uh, fortunately, again, God was there, and uh, I avoid being captured. And then I went and uh, hiding for more and running for more than four years with two million dollars on my head. You know, the American government wanted me bad because I was like the the bridge to bring my father and uncle over here. You know, because they needed me to indictment so to say that I was running them for them and then bring them to 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 United States too so overall the the time that you spent in in prison was a few years or no I was I was running four years I was worse than being in prison and then I surrendered in in 206 when my father uncle already over here in the United States and I do five years because my father helped me you know it took blame for a lot of stuff, and in the end, the gar the government value my hope too, you know. Okay, and was that William? Was that when you decided, you know what, I I don't want to be involved with any of this kind of stuff anymore? Uh, when you started going on the run, or was that after you came out of jail? No, like, when I, was that I, I believe I believe when I was shot, I started you know this process of change because I, what I told you, I I, I felt scared and and I knew I, I was doing. Uh, illegal stuff uh, that I was gonna get, you know, I was gonna jail. Uh, I was very frightening in those days. But you know, I have every day I went to to the street. I had to put, you know, my antifas and go and went out and try and try to, you know, survive. And I started a process. It was very difficult because, like you said, if you cut with a change for the past, you're gonna go back. You know, I wanted to leave. But in the end, every time they needed me, they called me. Hey, William, we need you to do this. Boom, I, I come back, right? So uh, so when I went to hiding, uh, I said, I'm going to wait because I knew in the end what, what the Americans wanted. You know, my father and my uncle, they were saying that they, it was my problem, that it was well, maybe they wanted me. But uh, I know, you know, they were, they were afraid to die in a prison. Like my uncle died like a year ago. Today is, I believe, 31st. My uncle died the 31st of last year. Our, our condolences. Prison. Our condolences. So in the end, you know, they were, I was losing time. They were gaining time. But in the end, I had to give them that opportunity. And, and then when they brought them over here, I knew it was my opportunity to change my life. And and, and I surrendered. And when I came out, I, I, I made drastic decisions in my life. You know, I decided I'm not, I'm, I'm going to cut with a lot of people. Because they're not they're, they're not doing illegal stuff in my country, but their mind is still in the past, and 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 my mind is now in, you know in a in a new era, you know, and 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 these talks that I do 
and telling about this story. They made a lot of people in my family unhappy, but I don't care because I believe we have to tell this kind of uh, stories because in the end, silence has not bring any, any anything good for us. You know, Our, my family was destroyed. My family has, I believe the family uh, involved in drug trafficking has suffered all the pressure from, you know, from authorities more than anyone. Uh, almost almost 15 or 15 or 20 person of my family has gone to prison for money, money laundering. So in the end, silence has not brought anything because in the end, and politicians are still over there running and they were associates. So, so, you know, in the end, I'm not going to talk about them because it's not worth it because, you know, I tried with two of those guys and nothing happened in Colombia. So I don't want to make more enemies for my family, but, but in the end, our silence has not, not brought us any, any, nothing good. But my father believes that. So I, I respect he's, he's a loyal person. He doesn't want to talk about anybody and, and you have to respect what the guy is made of. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to ask you real quick, what was your time like in uh, in prison? Did you cuz you said you served in your time in the United States, was it in Miami or where no, was No, no, exactly? I was 3 3 years in a almost 4 years in South Carolina in a a prison over there it calls it's called Edgefield. Okay. And the other time I did it in Miami in 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 the building there part in the part in the home okay sounds good and like did you find that there's people like out to get you in jail or did you have protection when you're in jail because of your reputation or no did, no i believe like that. you're right you know this this name follows you everywhere so because people saw you, see you like you know like uh you know a sign of money and but Unfortunately, these guys, you know, they 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 run the system so good, the federal system of prison, because they they make the good decision. I was always fighting, trying to get closer to my family in Miami, but in the end, I believe it was the best place to be in South Carolina because there were another another a lot of Colombians. There were like fifteen only. There were like 15, 15 Colombian. 600 Mexicans, 100 black people. And in the end, yeah, they knew who I was, but, you know, they respected me because, you know, I ran with respect. And when I had, when, and I had like two problems. And, and when I, when I had those problems, you know, I'm, I'm a man. And so I know, I know how to handle them. What was the problem? Can you talk to us a little bit about it? Like, did someone try to shiv you? Uh, somebody, you're, you're you know, to get food? I had, they were like uh, a game from Puerto Rico. They called that 27. Okay. Those guys wanted to, uh, asked me for I had to pay them two thousand uh, dollars to for protection. They said, "Got it." And so you know, I I had a homeboy mine, a Colombian guy who ran with some guys from here from LA, the Sureños. There was a gang, and he we he had like a hundred guys. So so I I had to you know talk to the guy who ran them and say, "You're you gonna back me up." And the guy said, yeah, I'm with you. So then uh, I met with these guys and I tell them, okay, what's the problem? Boy, man, uh, you need protection. We want to, you need us. And I say, no, I don't need nobody. Uh, and so, you know, you have to pay us $2,000. I say, I don't, I'm paying, I don't pay nobody. I'm paying the system for, you know, I'm paying every day of my life. Uh, and they, I'm not close to my family. So how, how, how do you want to handle this? So, 
I, you know, I, one of these guys, I, I sent him and he wrote a letter from the mother of this guy. So I, 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 I played this guy with, with, with a hand at, at two deuces. I told him, can you defend your family outside? And the guy, the guy got scared and I threw that letter at him. And the wow. guy got scared, no? And, and I said, I, I can defend mine. So you want to go to war with me? Okay, let's do it. Yeah, and those guys backed off and they left Yeah, he backed up. But unfortunately for me, you know, because if something happened, maybe, who knows, maybe something fatal will happen there and maybe I die or maybe somebody else die. And um, I've been walking, I still will be walking up there. But those things happen because you have to defend yourself because, you know, you're, you're going to be sorry. You're going to be a bitch over there. And, and I'm not bitch on nobody. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Well Appreciate said. It. Well said. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, so uh, before we, uh, you know, wrap it up, give you the final word, I do want to bring it back to today and, and your family and your, your wife, your, your daughter. Uh, do you have any other children or is it just the one? I have two daughters. Two daughters. Mm, nice. And one is 25. The other one is going to be 29. And, you know, I believe the most important, I believe that my sacrifice of surrendering because it's not easy, you know, when, when you give your, when you're free and I, I was going to get captured sooner or later, but in the end, it's a big decision when you're free, you know, and, and doing, making, taking this step is not easy, surrendering, but I believe it was the, the best decision I did because I gave my two kids an opportunity to be somebody here. They're, they're making it good here. In Colombia, they're always going to be, you know, with a Mark Rodriguez in their head. Nobody's going to give them where to work. Everybody's going to be, you know, talking about them. And here nobody knows. And, and they're very, very successful women. They're very young, but very smart. And I believe they're going to be, you know, very important business persons in, in here. So I believe and And I have a... A wonderful woman that waited for me more than nine years. I've been with her 30 years. And I don't know why she's still with me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to share something more with you guys. You know, when when the, the policeman, you know, the guy who who was ra running the scene against us here in Miami, it's Kaserowski, name, the guy, you know, Ask her, why don't you leave this guy? Why don't you leave him? And, and you're, you're stupid, he said. You're stupid. This guy is not going to change. And and, and and now and she's still with me. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe I'm not so bad as uh, people say. You're doing, he, you're he doing was, something right. Yeah, he was wrong. You changed. So that's that's amazing. Maybe, no. maybe, maybe he wanted her for himself. No, I don't believe so. He 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 is married a Colombian a Colombian woman, I believe, and 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 he's he's hooked up with her. No, he just you know because he saw she was a, a a so amazing woman, you know that she deserved maybe more than me, and maybe that's why he was telling that, and maybe he was right. Right. Yeah, but based off what you told us, you know, you have changed and uh, it's so amazing to hear your story that you're sharing with everyone now and sharing the truth, you know, about how that life was and how it's not worth it, right? Because you either die or go in jail, right? Uh, there's no real winners in that kind of life. So uh, I think God did let uh, let you live that day just so you could share your story and to um, talk about, you know, uh, how there's something better out there. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's what I'm committed with, my friend. And and uh, fortunately, maybe I can. I'm gonna start a new project, you know, sharing these stories with kids in in different places. I'm gonna start in uh, El Paso, uh, Texas, maybe, 
we're trying to get the money to to do that project and i believe it's going to be amazing because i believe that those are the humans the human beings that you have to talk first because you know they're the, our future and and they have to understand i understand and i'm unclear there are not a lot of options out there for for kids you know but we have to try you know to to do something different and show them a, 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 a different path. If I save one, I, I think I accomplished my mission. It's worth it. Definitely. Do you want to leave us with uh, any last words, William, or where our audience can also connect with you and find you? No, this, I, I believe the, the, the main message is that, no, that, that, you know, because maybe a lot of people don't believe that, that, that change is possible, but I believe I've done a, I don't know. I I have tried. No, it's complicated because you know, like I told you, your your mind is built where you're born, your environment, who are your first your your first teachers, you know, your fathers, your friends, and in the end, those roots are still there. And trying to to change the way you your mindset is very difficult. It's, it requires a lot of discipline and willpower. Because those phantoms from the past will come back, you know, every day. But you have to be strong and be able to, to, how you say, uh, to try to ride them and 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 win the fight against them. And not only uh, uh, like a guy like me, you know, people are suffering out there with different addictions, like you know, and uh, drugs, uh, liquor, and. Uh, toxic relationships and and i believe if 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 they hear my story maybe they understand that you don't have to wait for the tsunami to hit you like hit me right you know shot shot eight times running four in prison not i'm being able to go to my country again maybe you know if you make decisions at time maybe life can change and, and be better for you yeah, I love that. Well that was said. amazing, yeah. Well said. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, William. Uh, guys, you know, like and subscribe. Check out William's book. We're going to put the link in the description for you. And um, smash that, you know, like button. We, yeah. we need your help with the algorithm. And uh, No, no, thank you so much. And if people are interested in following me, uh, they can go to William Rodriguez AD uh, Instagram and find out what I'm doing, you know. Thank Amazing. you so much for your for letting me share my story with you guys. Oh, thanks for coming on. And yeah, yeah we're going to put the Instagram link in the description as well. Um, again, William, thank you. On thanks behalf for your of time. our team. Yeah, yeah. appreciate okay. it. Okay, Danny and Matt, thank you so much for your time.